After the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq and the toppling of Saddam Hussein, there were many stories of Iraqis around the globe wanting to go back home to help rebuild their country. One of those Iraqis was Azam al-Wash. He was living in California. He'd left Iraq in 1978. In 2003, he went back. He wanted to restore the Mesopotamian marshes. Those marshes used to be a rich wetland habitat in southern Iraq. They were about the size of Connecticut. Alwash grew up near the marshes. His father was a government water engineer, and they took trips there together. Years later, rebels living in the Iraqi marshland rose up against Saddam Hussein. In the 1990s, Saddam retaliated, and he had the wetlands drained. When Azam Alwash read about this in California, he was stunned. He says it was like draining the Florida Everglades, except that the Iraq marshes are twice the size. It took Saddam a lot of work back then. Between 92 and 95, literally every piece of equipment, literally every piece of equipment that was available in Iraq was used in the hugest engineering project to excavate six major rivers and to build thousands upon thousands of miles of uh, embankments surrounding the Tigris and Euphrates tributaries to basically essentially deprive the marshes of its source of life, the water of the Tigris and Euphrates. And the reason for that, as advertised, is basically to recover agricultural land. We all knew that the marshes were the refuge of the rebels, and they have been so since Babylonian times. Essentially, it was to deprive the resistance of a place to operate from. What have you done to try to turn things around and get water rerouted to the marshes? A huge project. <laughs> um It was the people of the marshes that restored the marshes. It was the people themselves that breached the dikes and allowed the water to come back in, even before Azam Alwesh arrived back in Iraq in June 2003. Even before Baghdad fell, the first embankments were breached by people of the marshes. They did that because they wanted a way of life. They wanted to return their way of life. You see, in these marshes, people had lived and integrated with their environment forever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is sustainable living exemplified. This is where mankind had lived for 7,000 years in harmony with the environment. My contribution, if there is any, really is limited to using my scientific knowledge, which I, of course, gained in the United States, to help these people bring about a sustainable way of life, given that the natural flow of the Tigris and Euphrates is not controlled by dams. I am happy to report to your listeners that water from the Tigris is now heading to the central marshes. The central marshes, instead of drying in the summer, as they usually do, are increasing in size as we speak. We may very well go back to about 50% restoration, which between you and I is the maximum I can hope for without implementing revolutionary irrigation modernization program all over Iraq. So have the people of the marshes returned and have the bird species returned, more wildlife? Indeed. Uh, look, uh, Now we have about 120,000 people have come back that are living off of the marshes. Honestly, I don't want any more people to come back because, as it is, they're overstressing the environment. It's not ready to take on that much harvesting. You talk about the birds. Uh, I have a picture on our website showing 43,000, we counted in the picture, 43,000 marble teal, threatened species, and the world-known population before this picture was taken was only 25,000. So in one picture, we showed that this bird is doing pretty darn well. The marshes are back on their, on, their, on their way to being a resting place for the migrating birds between Africa and Siberia and so on. This is a multi-decadal project. This is probably a multi-generation project. 
Our duty is is to stain these marshes and keep them alive for our children and grandchildren to appreciate, for the world to come see where mankind started. Good luck, Dr. Alwash. Thank you so much.